Hi again from the Pointer Institute. I'm Jill Geisler. Today, let's talk about downsizing. Has it affected you? If you're a manager in this economy, I can't imagine it hasn't, in some way at least, and you're probably still feeling some bruises because of it. You don't have a choice or a vote in whether it's going to happen in your organization, but you're required to take care of the aftermath. That's why I was particularly interested in a recent column on the Harvard Business Review's website. It was entitled, Down with Knee-Jerk Downsizing. The authors are Teresa Amabile and Stephen Kramer. She's the director of research at the Harvard Business School and also a professor there, and he's a psychologist and researcher himself. And they argue against downsizing as an automatic panacea to a tough economy. They use two reasons. They write, first, downsizing often leads to worse, not better financial performance for firms. And they add, secondly, downsizing can dramatically and negatively alter the work environment in the organization, diminishing the motivation and performance of the remaining employees. And you may know that already firsthand. You know, I was particularly interested in that column because I just finished reading a book those authors have written. It's called The Progress Principle. And their philosophy in this book, based on a lot of research, says that one of the key motivators for people is a feeling of progress in meaningful work that they do and the role that managers play in helping people identify and celebrate progress, experience progress, is really important. And they also point out that setbacks have a much more powerful effect than the feeling of progress can. So imagine what's a bigger setback than seeing colleagues laid off or having your budget cut. And again, you're the boss who has to deal with it. So here are four tips I can offer you about post-downsizing. Number one, you need to understand that productivity and creativity and collegiality will take a hit because people are traumatized post-downsizing. So you'll need to adjust your expectations and plans accordingly. Number two, you need to expect that people will be emotional and you need to help them safely vent it to you. Number three, according to those researchers in the book, The, po the Progress Principle, a key motivator for people is feeling that they're doing something that's making progress. So what the authors say you should be is a catalyst for people, someone who removes obstacles, provides resources, solves problems, provides them evidence of success, either through objective metrics or your own subjective evaluation. Don't micromanage them, but keep your hand in just enough so that you can help them when they need it and notice when they're tired, frustrated, or angry and provide a little emotional support, whether it's empathy, or just the idea of encouraging them. And finally, the authors note that it's not progress alone that matters, it's progress in meaningful work. Now, I'm a big believer that many people, especially optimists, can find meaning in just about everything they do. I confess to being a glass half full person and I've found meaning in being a clerk in a candy store and operating a switchboard at a department store or even renting apartments at an apartment complex. But not everyone finds meaning that easily. Others benefit from reminders from their managers about the meaning of what they do. And you as a boss can provide that. Whether or not the employee sees it at first, you can remind them that they helped somebody today. Describe it to them. Because when it's true and when you're sincere, 
that can be an incredibly powerful progress principle. I'm Jill Geisler of the Pointer Institute.